All right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the May I Have a Word podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gustavo Montes. What's going on, everybody? How are you? How's it going? How you living? Um, I am still day 11, day 11 here in self-quarantine. Still no results here in my Shawshank bedroom uh, here in LA. But, you know, no results. And um, it's, I'm coming to terms with it that, (laughs) that they could care less about giving me my results back in a timely manner. Um, It just is what it is at this point. Um, I did speak with a few people at the hospital on Wednesday when it was one week to the day that I had taken the test and uh, nobody could give me an answer. Nobody could give me an answer. They were, I was put on hold maybe like four different times of that oh well here let me transfer you over let me transfer you over let me transfer you over it was just a bunch of that and it you know it really 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 just sucked knowing that uh they couldn't give me an answer they still said that that my results were not in uh the doctor that i spoke with one of the doctors or nurses whoever i spoke with literally told me she goes you know what you you should consider yourself lucky that you even got a test because uh, the day after you took your test, we ran out, as did the majority of the hospitals within the area. So I was kind of horrified that she told me that, not only because of like the the rudeness of that I, could, I should consider myself lucky, um, but that, you know, where I'm currently at has hospitals in Beverly Hills, Santa Monica, uh, you know, West LA, and this area probably has maybe 1.5 million people within it. You're talking the entire west side of LA. You're talking Beverly Hills, Westwood, Brentwood, Santa Monica, uh, Venice, maybe Marina Del Rey. But for there to know, like for there not to be any more tests available is, is shocking and scaring within itself. Um, but you know, this is just, uh, more things of that, you know, we have to kind of, uh, focus on what we can control at this time. We can't control anything. We should be in our homes. We should be doing the smart thing. We should be doing the self quarantine. So for those that are doing that, then good, you know, um, hopefully we don't need these test kits much longer. So, um, but that's that still in quarantine, still doing the, the same damn dance every single day. Uh, you know, but, but it's been, it's been really, it's been really fun though, you know, in the sense that I've been able to chat with friends. I've been able to, you know, to laugh, uh, you know, in conversations was lucky enough to talk to, uh, was lucky enough to talk to my brother, Tony, the other day. I uh, had about a two hour conversation with him. That was just great. It was fun. Uh, you know, we, you know, he gave me the rundown, the official rundown of Star Wars and everything like that. Um, he was happy that I finally, finally, after 31 years, I saw Star Wars episodes four, five and six. So I was very, 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 you know, um, uh, you know, happy to, uh, to be able to have such a, such an 
in-depth conversation with him about that and and you know we spoke a lot about other things but for the most part it was you know just having some fun and uh, smiling and laughing because uh, he himself is quarantined as well he's out in Denver uh, but he just quarantined himself because he had a little bit of a cold and um, but you know he's uh, he's able to walk outside though him and his uh, him and his lovely girlfriend um, are able to uh, take walks and everything like that. Uh, me, I'm locked inside, uh, you know, like I'm in Alcatraz. But I digress, and we move on. We move on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so I got a question the other day. Got a question the other day. There, were, well, question and more of intrigue. Uh, wanting to know how I beat my stutter because I described it so so thoroughly and in detail uh, on uh, one of the previous podcasts about how I had a stutter. Well, truth be told, I had said that girls were responsible for it. Well, um, yes, in a way, yes, because uh, it was when I went to junior high, when I went from sixth grade to seventh grade. Uh, now, this is the thing. Now, I don't know how I would have felt if, like had I gone to another junior high, but I went to... Um, a junior high that was quote unquote, that was out of my district. Um, I went to Taylor junior high when I should have gone to Mesa junior high. Uh, now those from my hometown understand exactly what I'm talking about. Um, however, when, when I was supposed to go to Mesa junior, uh, let's just say it wasn't the, uh, wasn't the cleanest of junior highs. It really wasn't, um, you know, uh, not talking smack, but come on now, come on. Anybody that went to Mesa Junior High knows what I'm talking about. And uh, it just kind of had a bad rap to my mother, who uh, my older sister went there uh, before I did. And uh, she kind of found the wrong crowd when she was there. So that kind of scared my mom into making uh, the same choice of, of, of that's where I would be going. So... Uh, she sent me over to Taylor Junior High, and Taylor Junior High is where I discovered uh, girls for the first time. And, uh, and you know, I, I thought in my idiotic sense of mind that I was like, whoa, these are women. I'm with women, man. I made it to the big leagues now. When I'm just sitting there and it's 12, 13, 14-year-olds, and I'm over there like thinking like, wow, this is life. Um, so there I was, I was incredibly overweight. I was like, I was obese. Let's just call it what it was. I was obese. I was very, very fat. Um, I was very fat. I, and I had a horrible, horrible stutter. And I kind of like was looking at all these amazingly beautiful, you know, women all around me. And I'm like, oh, man. And, and, you know, all my friends, all my friends, literally all of them, skinny, you know, six packs, you know, baby faces and everything. And here I am, you know, the fat Chris Farley sidekick. Um, and so I, I kind of knew that the weight would go away. Like, I'm like, yo, I got to hit a growth spurt, you know, sooner or later. Cause I was like, I was like five foot four, five foot five and like, you know, a hundred and like 85 pounds, maybe 190 pounds. I don't know. But I was confident within myself that the, that the weight would somehow fluctuate. It would change. 
So I was like, hmm. All right. I, I, like, I can do the weight. I can do some sit-ups. I can do some push-ups. You know, I've got PE, you know, so I'm good. But I was, I was just kind of, you know, uh, sitting there one day and I'm like, what am I going to do about the stutter though? Cause my mother had been sending me to speech therapists all throughout my elementary school years and they did not work. They honestly did not. And I'm like sitting here, I'm like, Oh my God, you know, I was going to be the 40 year old virgin before the 40 year old virgin was actually made. So I was like, God, um, so I was really, really scared about how I was going to beat it. And I didn't know how to. I was like, dude, if the pros can't do it, man, how the hell am I going to do it? So I was really scared about that. I was really nervous. And uh, the thing about that was that I, you know, I was too shy to ask for help. I Like, I don't ask for help, like, even today. Even today, I don't ask for help. So it was it was very, very, very difficult for me to um, to kind of navigate through the first few months of my seventh grade year. Um, but then something happened. Something happened. It was, uh, there was a, in my math class, there was a young lady. Her name was Candace Allen. I don't know what her name is now. I think she's been married since, so that's not, no, that's no longer her, her last name. But her name was Candace Allen. And um, she had a friend named Annie. And I remember that I saw Annie and I swear to God, I, you know, I was like, you know, like hypnotized. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, like that's the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my life. And so I, I knew that I was like, oh man, you know, like I, you know, I gotta, you know, (laughs) like I gotta talk to her, man. I gotta talk to her, but you know, I was fat. I had the stutter. I was like, kind of like, not tall, but I wasn't, you know, uh, a midget either. Um, so I just, you know, had really low, low, low self-esteem. Um, and so I remember that Candace sat next to me in my math class. And I remember that I went to Candace and I was like, um, hi Candace. Um, are you friends with Annie? And Candace turns to me and she goes, yes. She goes, wait, why? Do you want to ask her out, Gus? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I just, I just, I, I just thought she was really pretty. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, like she's acted as if like, you know, like I just told her, you know, like the secrets of state. And, um, and so she's like, oh my God. She, yes, yes. You got to talk to her. You got to talk to her. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, think so. So long story short, after class, I remember it was a Friday and I'm walking back up, uh, the stairs. Uh, there was a stairwell inside Taylor that led you upstairs. So I'm walking upstairs and I remember hearing Candace and Annie, they're at the top of the stairs where they cannot see me. So I'm walking up the stairs and I hear Candace going, no, you got to talk to him. He's a great guy. He's a nice guy. You got to talk to him. And I hear Annie just like, no, no, Candace, no, no, Candace, I can't. 
And I'm over there like, well, you know, she's being hesitant. She's being hesitant. Maybe, you know, maybe a few conversations with me will change that. And then I hear Annie go, no, Candace, no, Candace, he's fat and he stutters. And when I heard those words, he's fat and he stutters. I, you know, it, it hit me, dude. I like, I just was like, ouch. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with ouch in that one. Because, you know, like, she was descriptive in her ways. And, you know, it wasn't like, ew, no, he's stupid. Ew, no, he's gross. No, it was, he's fat and he stutters. Like, this girl had never taken the time to have a conversation with me. Up in that, like up until that point, Annie and I didn't say no more than two words to one another. But in that time frame, she made enough of an assumption to give me two strikes. So I remember that that so, like something happened, and I guess that Annie walked away because I could hear Candace be like, "Wait, Annie, come back!" and and you know, then that was that. But. So I walked up the stairs and I remember that I went home that night and I remember that I was like, you know, I'm not going to lie. I did get, you know, emotional about it. I did cry a little bit because I did not know how to beat it. I thought I was going to be forever stuck with this stutter that I had. So, you know. It's one thing for my boys to give me grief about it because all my friends growing up, like all my guy friends, they were giving me grief about it, whatever. But I'm like, ah, well, you know, you know, that's what friends are for. Right. You know, um, but you know, it, it, it was different for me. It hit a different level when it was a girl that I liked that was like, ew, you stutter. No, you're fat and you stutter. So it, you know, it hit me on a different level. So I remember that I went home that night and it was a Friday night too. Should have been lots going on, but you know, A, it's Mason. There was nothing ever happening. And B, I was 12 years old. What the hell was I going to be doing? Uh, so I remember that I, that I went home and I sat there and I had these encyclopedias and these dictionaries, um, uh, in my, uh, in this little desk that my mom had, 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 had made for me. So, um, so I remember that, and I remember that I just, I just grabbed the dictionary. I grabbed the dictionary, and I don't know why, I don't know how what possessed me to do this, but I did it, and I, and I started looking at the words that were there, and each word that was there, I, it's, you have the, you have the word, and then you have uh, how it's spelled out phonetically, and then you have the definition. So I remember that I started looking at every word phonetically and I just went through almost every word in the dictionary. Didn't know what the hell the word meant, but I, I learned that day about controlling my mind and controlling how I, how I speak and how to control the, the speed of it because the reason how you how and why you get a stutter is because the words are processing from your brain to your mouth a lot quicker than your voice box can catch up with it. So that's where it was. And I remember when I was a little kid, I remember when I was a little kid, maybe six years old, 
seven, my father would always tell me to to stop and to breathe. But my father was, you know, not the greatest wordsmith out there. Um, he would always tell me, he would be like, slow down, slow down. Like he wouldn't, he wouldn't like calmly tell me, he would like command me to slow down. So that would get me flustered. It really would. Um, and, but reading the words phonetically the way that I did from that moment, it really helped me control it because like if there was a word, ba, skit, ball, Basketball. 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 It helps you control it in many different ways. Kind of like how, like, like literally, it took you back to the basics of when you were a little kid and people are teaching you how to say a word. When, like, or how you now tell your kids or how you tell, you know, infants or whatever, when you're teaching them how to say a word, you know, you know, how you. Bay, bay, ball, base, ball. How you teach kids how to say words, and that's what it was to me. And uh, so that was the beginning of of a very successful uh, of a successful, um, I guess, trial for me uh, of of me doing that. And I, I ended up going and using that for everything, for everything. I ended up using that for whenever I got caught, up, caught down in a stutter, um, I would revert back to that tool and, um, and pretty much, I mean, by the end of my seventh grade year, my stutter was gone a hundred percent. Hell, I think by the end of my first semester, because this happened in the first semester, so between August and December, by by Christmas, my stutter was pretty much no more, and um, and that was really cool. That was really, really. I was so proud of myself that I was able to conquer that. Because um, uh, uh, my father told me once that he had a stutter too, but he said his went away. According to him, he said that he woke up one day and uh, it like it just went away. And, uh, and he was a lot younger than me when he lost his, he said he was like five years old and he lost it. Um, and like, there I was, I was 12 years old and I'm like, Oh my God, I still have this thing. So, um, you know, yeah. So, uh, you know, I did that and, um, you know, I did that and it was good. It was good. I was really, really, really happy that I could do that. Um, and, uh, you know, very, very proud of myself. One of the few moments in my life that I was extremely proud of myself for, for doing what I did. And, uh, you know, yeah. And so, um, that is how I beat the stutter. And, um, and, and if anybody out there, if anybody out there, um, has a child with a stuttering issue, or if you yourself have a stuttering issue, try that. I don't know if you've already tried it or not. But I did that and I never looked back. I never, ever looked back at that. And, um, you know, try, try it out, man. Try it out. Uh, it, it was an incredible way for, for me to also garner a very, very, you know, large vocabulary. You know, I mean, 
there were a lot of words that I was saying, you know, that a lot of people were like, wait, what? You know, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. Was that was that not in your dialect? I'm sorry. But, you know, yeah, that was that. And uh, I beat the stutter. However, the chubbiness was still there. There was still some chubby. And, um, you know, that one took a little longer to get rid of. Um, uh, but being chubby, though, being or fat as I was, you know, uh, it, it helped me discover my love for, uh, my love for like, you know, like hip hop, I guess you could say. And, um, my love for hip hop. And, uh, because, uh, my sister is the musically gifted one, um, out of us. She was always in the music world. She was always into it and everything like that. Um, sorry for the loud noises. If you hear like a lot of cars coming and going, um, I live very close to a main artery of a road. And like, I, I guess like today's the day where all construction crews are coming and going. I don't know, but sorry. Uh, I will try to, I'll try to speak up louder. How about that? Um, so, uh, my sister was always the musically, you know, uh, in touch, you know, I was always into films. Uh, she was more into music. And, um, and so, uh, I remember that when I was, you know, younger, I was, you know, obviously I was always heavy. I was always overweight. Um, and always out of shape for that matter. And so, um, I remember that hearing, you know, like I came into the rap world during the whole East Coast, West Coast uh, war. And, um, you know, I, as much love as I have for Los Angeles and the West Coast and everything like that, I love it. However, the leader of the West Coast was Tupac. He was, that was him. I couldn't relate to Tupac. I could not relate to him. Uh, all the girls loved him. Couldn't relate to that. Uh, he was black. Couldn't couldn't relate to that. He was skinny and he had a six pack, and he was always with his shirt off. Couldn't relate to that. Um, and he went to Juilliard. Couldn't relate to that. Uh, so. Um, but I still loved his music. I still love the music and everything, you know, California love one of my all time favorite, uh, tracks. And, but then, then came along a song that my sister played for me called hypnotize by notorious B I G. And I, I like, I remember hearing just that intro, man, just those first few drops of that beat, man. I was like, what, what I was I was blown away, couldn't believe it. And then I remember my sister telling me that she goes, Yeah, man, you should see him. He's a big guy. I was all like, like, I'm thinking she's over here, like gonna like, you know, give Shaq stats over here. And she was like, No, he's a big old fat guy. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This cool guy, this cool guy that's rapping one of the best hip hop songs of all time, and that's getting getting girls like no other he's fat get out of here so i remember seeing a photo of biggie and i was like what whoa 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 whoa, whoa. fat guys can get play too get out no way 
So that kind of gave me some confidence. It kind of gave me a little bit of a boost that I was like, you know, like, oh, you know, hey, man, you know, us fat boys can, you know, you know, can have a little can have a little play with the ladies, you know. All right. And, um, you know, help me out with my confidence tenfold. It really did. You know, seeing Biggie just being able to go out there. And yes, I do know that, you know, that it was only until I got older that I discovered, you know, gold diggers and, you know, girls just trying to get something out of it. Uh, you know, I get that. I do. But still, you know, it kind of made me feel good to know that, you know, that, hey, a big man, you know, a fat guy can, you know, can go out there, can spit the rhymes and he can compete with, you know, with all who I thought were the skinny guys and everything like that. Um, so, yeah, so that was that was fun, uh, you know, being like being able to see that. And uh, and the 23rd anniversary of Life After Death, uh, his last album that he did not live to see was just released. Uh, so 23 years, um, 23 years since since he's been gone. And uh, and, uh, you know, both him and Tupac, they left this world. I mean, I don't even think they've come up to to create a word that means early earlier than early because you know they both left this world too damn soon and uh, you know we desperately could have needed them because rap today really sucks and um, you know uh, who knows uh, who knows if we'll ever see any talent like that come around again with Tupac and Biggie and um, you know we like we've seen great flashes here and there but you know Tupac and Biggie will will always be the two icons in the industry, and uh, there's no question about that. But uh, yeah, 23 years since since one of the greatest hip hop albums, Life After Death, was released, and um, but you know, as I got older, I got in better shape, and then I was like, all right, you know, hey man, I can relate to Tupac now. Uh, um, but yeah, so there was that and um, you know, I've been listening to a lot more, you know, uh, you know, music um since I've been on lockdown uh for this which is which has helped doing what I am doing, staying indoors and everything like we all should do. And uh if you allow me for one second, I'm going to vent a little bit. I'm going to vent. I'm going to um like I'm not going to go off the deep end on this one, but I don't know if it's just me or not, I don't know. I'm kind of a, you know, a, a real a-hole sometimes. But I'm getting so annoyed at seeing all these people saying that they're doing such a great thing and doing such a brave thing by staying home. Like, I saw that the other day. Somebody was rewarding themselves for staying at home, and I'm like, no. No, 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 no. You're not doing a brave thing by staying home. You're doing what's need to be done to stay home. You're not doing something so brave by staying home. No, 
You're supposed to sit your ass indoors right now. That is why there is this going on. You, you, you do not need to go and do. Yes, I'll give it to you. You're smarter than all the other idiots that are out there right now that are going up the hiking trails. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Phoenix. Going up to the hiking trails. You know, going to the beaches. I'm talking to you, people in Santa Monica, Venice, and Florida. I'm talking to you, jackasses. Yes, the people that are still out there thinking that this is a perfect time to grab your buddies and go for a run. This is not that time. You sit your ass at home, you you play cards, you play a board game, and you resent the hell out of whoever you live with until this is over, okay? That's what you do. It's not an act of bravery that you're doing, okay? People that are like, well, I'm always used to going out. I'm always used to going out. I don't care. I don't care. Those people are privileged individuals. That's what they are. They've got privileged lives where they can just go out and spend cash whenever they want to by going out so much. No. Sit your ass at home like you're supposed to be and find yourself a hobby. That's what you need to be doing. Stop rewarding yourselves and stop thinking that you need to be given a gold star for doing something that you're being told to do. You know... No, you do not deserve a reward for doing a civic duty right now. It's your civic duty to it's your civic duty to go to uh, uh, to go be a juror when you know when you get jury duty. It's your civic duty. You reward yourself for that? No, I'm going to jury duty. I'm going to give myself a real prize. No, you're not. All these damn people out there, oh, I'm doing something so brave. I'm doing something so brave. Really? How many episodes of Tiger King did you watch today, Mr. Mr. Hero? Don't give me that crap. Don't give me that crap, dude. You're not a hero. You're not brave. The first responders, police, fire, EMTs, brave. Military, brave. Every single person. Working in a hospital, brave. That is bravery. Those are heroes. You're just a lucky SOB that gets to sit on their ass and, you know, eat cornflakes at, you know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon while watching an episode of Friends. You're not doing something brave. You're not a hero. You are are like me and stuck in a crappy situation that we all, everybody on planet Earth is doing and trying to get through. No more entitlements. No more entitlements. You're not doing anything brave, dude. You're not. So, sorry if that's a buzzkill, but we need to honor those that are still out there and still doing everything Before you shit, I would give the hero and bravery nod to somebody that works at Costco and, you know, Whole Foods than before someone sitting on their ass at home. So don't no. Not, not, not cool, bro. Not cool, man. I don't care what anybody says. Sorry. No, all, all the extroverts, all the people that are, oh, but I, you know, I want to go down, you know, and have a bar, you know, I want to go down to the bar and have a drink. Oh, well, 
Oh, well, you should have bought some beer, wine, and liquor before you, you know, locked yourself in. Deal with it. Your world's not going to end, sweetheart. Your world will not end. Jesus, man. Too many people in this world grew up with, 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 you know, with having gold stars put on their fridge, and it shows, man. It shows, dude, but... The venting has ceased. I digress. And we move on. We move on. You know. Wishing for a simpler time, man. Wishing for a simpler time, dude. Simpler times. Like when you used to go down to Blockbuster. Get the Friday night special, baby. Go down to Blockbuster. Grab yourself some candy. Your girl or your guy. And, you know, as enjoy a nice, a nice blockbuster night and all that. I actually worked at a blockbuster my freshman year of college. Can you believe that? That's how old I am. That's how old I am. Worked at a blockbuster in college. Uh, my freshman year of college, I worked there. Um, and uh, um, let me tell you, man, working at a blockbuster was almost like working at a club, dude. You saw it all. You saw everything working at a blockbuster. Good lord, man. And uh um I almost I almost got fired once if like if I didn't have a very very cool manager. Um so every night if whoever was closing, if whoever was closing um if whoever was closing with the manager and if they got the manager's approval of it, they could take off like the, like the little screener things that when you'd walk into a blockbuster, there were like little trailers that would play on like the TVs. So if, if you could have a boss that was cool enough in like the last half hour, maybe, uh, you would ask, Hey man, is it cool if I put on some music or something, you know, as we're closing and yeah, like the boss would be like, yeah, as long as there's no profanity or whatever. Yeah, it's cool. So, um, uh, one time we were there, we were, um, we were closing up and I forgot what my, my, my boss's name was. I think his name was Rich. And, uh, I asked if I could put on some Led Zeppelin and he goes, absolutely. He goes, he goes, put it on. So I'm there and I put on stairway to heaven, which is arguably the greatest song ever ever written greatest song arguably the greatest song it's without doubt the greatest rock song of all time so we're listening to stairway to heaven and it's about a seven minute track so um and i remember that i was like you know um i was there and i'm putting you know films back that people have returned through the day and whatever so i'm putting the dvds back in their places and whatever and i'm in the same aisle with some guy and, you know, I'm just there just putting back the, you know, the DVDs. And the guy comes up to me, and he obviously wasn't from the United States. But he comes up to me, and in an accent that I hope I don't butcher, he comes up to me and he goes, What is it with this American music? It makes me want to slice my throat. And I looked at him, and I'm like... And I reached into my pocket, and I pulled out a box cutter that I had, and I handed it to him. I was like, oh, there you go, buddy. And I handed him the box cutter... And he goes, oh, oh, you think you're funny guy, funny guy right here. Where's manager?
And I'm like, I'm like, my manager's right over there, buddy. His name is Rich. My name is Gus. Just uh, let him know that you're coming up to see and talk about me. And um, and so, uh, <laughs> the guy goes up to the guy goes up to my manager, and he's like, he's all like, I want that man fired right there, fired. And like, and like, literally, that's how he walks up. Doesn't doesn't walk up. Doesn't introduce himself. Just walks right up to my manager and says that my manager's like, what? And like, and like, my manager's like, that man right there told told me to cut my own throat. And my boss looks at me. He goes, he did what? And he goes, yes, yes. He tells me to slice my own throat. And he goes, all right. Um, look. He goes, what's going on here? And and so. So like, um, so like my boss was like, all right, look, look, I'll handle it. I'll, I'll deal with this. You know, here's your free movie, you know, sorry about the mix up or whatever. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, like I'll handle it. So I remember that, um, I remember that, uh, you know, that he comes back to me and he comes over to me. He's like, dude, what the hell? What did you say to that guy? I was like, I didn't say that. He was like, what did you say? And I was like, I was like, look, I was putting away the DVDs. He comes up and tells me, points up to the, he points up to the speaker, which, which was playing Stairway to Heaven. He points up to the speaker and he tells me, what is it with this American music? It makes me want to slice my throat. I handed him my box cutter. I didn't tell him to cut his own throat. I just handed him my box cutter. And my boss started dying of laughter. Literally just starts laughing his ass off. And, and, oh, it was, it was awesome. It was so much fun. It was so great. It was, it really was. It really was, um, uh, for, for that to have happened. (laughs) I mean, I, I just was like, dude, it was, I think it was like a Saturday night. I was closing. No, no, I don't think it was Saturday night. Cause Saturday nights, Saturday nights at a blockbuster, dude. That's when I told you, man. It was like a club. It was like a club, man. You got people in there drunk, high, you know. Some women just going off. You know, some of the some of the trailers they would have music in them. Um, I remember one time, <laughs> one time, um, like a group of like seven girls showed up, right? And they were, I think they'd be in like their mid-20s. These girls looked like they had been drinking all day. And one of the trailer teasers that we had there had the song, um, Be Careful What You Wish For by the Pussycat Dolls. And that song came on. And I swear to God, it is like those women were injected with like that shot from Adrenaline from Pulp Fiction. Dude, these girls literally started grinding and dancing on everything, on everything. And I remember I'm like sitting there. It was me and um, and a- another manager of mine and another another coworker, the three of us. And we're just like, um, yeah, what are we going to do? Like they were knocking things over, but they were like loud and they were just like, it's as if, you know, listening to that song was like, you know, me listening to Stairway to Heaven. You know, like, I was like, oh my God, these girls were going crazy. Um, you know, very respectful. Other than that, they were, you know, they were, they were very calm. They were very nice. Um, uh, 
I had a guy once uh, on a Saturday night. I, I like I was I was uh, checking these people out. I was you know scanning their films and whatever. In the middle of it, in the middle of the transaction, the guy literally goes to me. He goes, "Hey there, buddy. What'd you think of my girl's tits? Good, ain't they?" And I literally like looked at him. I'm like, "I I don't I what?" And he goes, come on now, man. You can, I mean, come on now. They're, I mean, they're great, aren't they? And, like, the girl is, like, there. And, like, the girl's, like, at, like, I think she was, like, drunk or whatever. But she's just, like, you know, like, doing, like, that little, like, tap on the shoulder of, like, the stop, stop. You know, to to her boyfriend, whoever the hell he was. But this guy was proud. You know, hey, kudos to you, buddy. Kudos to you, buddy. I hope you're still in that relationship. Because it looked like a happy, healthy one. And um, And, you know, like, he literally was, like... Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I'm about to uh, go home and motorboat those. So uh, you take care of yourself, pal. You have a good night. And I'm like, all right, guys. Good night. <laughs> oh man, dude. It it it's you know you've seen a lot. You saw a lot working at a blockbuster, man. Jesus, you saw a lot. It was fun though. It was fun, um, you know, doing that. Uh, but you know, I mean, that's that's how I kind of am though with my humor when it came to you know. Mr. Mr. Hates American Music was that I'm a real, real smart ass. And I'm, you know, I, I, my humor, sometimes people don't get it. People don't get it and they get all offended by it and whatever. And it's like, dude, I'm the most easy, easy going person you'll ever meet. Um, uh, but sometimes people, like people think that I'm being just an asshole or, you know, just being rude or whatever when I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> Sorry if you don't get my humor. Sorry. But uh but that's the way that I am and uh you know, hey. It you know, my humor hasn't killed anybody yet, so I, you know, no need for me to switch it up. <laughs> but, you know, that was man, that was really 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 a, a fun and interesting time when it came to uh you know, when it came to working at Blockbuster in that time. Man. Yeah. Someone set their car on fire in the parking lot one time. I remember that. Oh man, yeah. Someone someone accidentally set their car on fire right in the parking lot. That was that was interesting. Um, and uh, and and yeah, it was it was it was pretty pretty. It was fun times. Oh, and then when when I got fired because yeah, I got fired from that job because um, the new manager that came in, the dude. This is how this is how horrible this guy was. So we had a manager and he was great and everything, but he got let go. And then um, there was a girl manager there who she was a nightmare to deal with, but she got selected to go on Big Brother, that reality TV show. So she went and she ended up taking off for Big Brother, which I which ironically, she ended up becoming like one of the biggest villains, I guess. And that shows history. Um and uh and so like you know uh, uh i was like well yeah she was a real nightmare to work for here so i can imagine how she's why she's on that list now um but um she um so then she left and then uh, a real good friend of mine became the manager there then we had this big time like manager come in and one day we're all working there and she uh she goes in the back for a meeting, comes right back out and like leaves. And I'm like, oh, 
where'd she go? So like I text her, I'm like, hey, where'd you go? And the guy comes out and he goes, I'm the new manager of this location now. And I'm like, all right, like, what the hell? What, like, what for? And according to what my friend said, the dude literally, the dude literally was like, you know, hey, why don't you and I go out to dinner sometime? Or maybe go out for like a drink or something like that and talk about the, talk about the future of this store. And like the girl was like, wait, aren't you married with kids? And he's all like, yeah, so? Well, why would we need to go out to dinner or to get drinks? And he was all like, like, he was all like, look, are you going to question me? Or are you going to, you know, are, are we going to talk about the future of this business over some drinks? And she was like, I, I think I'm going to pass on the drinks. We can talk about that here. And he literally goes to her. He goes, well, no need to talk about it here because you're fired. And he started blaming, he, 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 he then brought out the excuse that there was some money missing or something like that, that there was, uh, that one of the tills was light on a night that she was working or whatever. And so, yeah, he, 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 he up and fired her. And then like, I guess like a few weeks later, he fired me. But when he fired me, <laughs> he fired me and he tells me as he's firing me, he goes, you know, you know, you're going to end up you know, regretting this. He's talking about me because apparently my actions leading up to the firing were, were why he fired me. And he's all like, he was like, you know, you're going to regret this because this company is just going to the top. And, you know, you're going to be left out on a big time money making, you know, business. And I was just like sitting there, I'm all like, okay, all right. And so, <laughs> and so like, I guess like six months later was when Blockbuster announced that they were like that, like that's it, it was no more. And they were, uh, they were going to discontinue stores around the world. And, uh, and I remember that I walked into the store, I walked back into the store, like maybe like two weeks before they closed and they were getting rid of everything. And I remember that I saw him and I'm like, man, I'm sorry to hear Sorry to hear about that. And he just like looked at me and he knew that because he was like smaller than me or whatever. He had he had a real Napoleonic complex. And um and so um and so uh remember that he saw me and I just looked right at him and I'm like, man, I'm really sorry to hear. And he like looked at me, I swear to God, if that guy could have swung at me, he would have. Uh but you know, hey man. Karma does not forget. Karma doesn't forget. If anyone knows what the hell that feels like, I do. But, you know, karma don't forget, baby. So, that was my experience at uh, at Blockbuster. The good, the bad, and the very, very ugly. A lot of ugliness walking through there. But, um, yeah, so... You know, it is Friday, and uh, <laughs> what's everybody doing this weekend? Uh, a lot of a lot of at home. I posted a picture on my Instagram of what of what uh, those um, uh, of what the uh, what the um, zodiac signs. Can't I can't even think of it. The zodiac signs on what it is that you know that they're gonna say because people that live religiously off their zodiac signs, I'm like, you guys need to go and 
get a hobby you guys need to go and figure something out like look there's nothing wrong with checking out your zodiac sign every now and then like maybe on your birthday check it out or you know this or that but people that look at that every day i'm like dude no you guys burn me out you burn me out dude every day i'm getting burned out um so i posted one and it literally said for aries you'll be spending time at home virgo you're gonna be spending time at home literally every zodiac sign said you'll be spending time at home and uh and you know yeah look that's what we're all doing right now man we're all doing that so look you know people that complain oh well we're all living it right now life if life sucks find for it a way not to all right if if you're lucky enough to have a significant other that you're with hug them lay down with them talk to them play a board game do something and if you've done that you guys try something you've never done before i started this podcast I've never done anything to where I could think that I could do something. And I started this podcast. And guess what? So many people have 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 been able to you know reach out and and see it and hear it and everything. And I'm just I'm so appreciative of everybody that has reached out. So many people have, 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 you know, told me that they've listened and it really means a lot. And that wouldn't have happened had I not had the, you know, the guts to do this, to try something new. So reach deep down in your creative minds and figure something out. Draw, paint, learn how to do or, or, origami. There you go. I can't even think of the word. Do something, do something. That's all we can do in this time. All you people posting the, oh, I, you know, I do push-ups, I do pull-ups. Well, pick out a number and hit it. Be like, can I do 50 in one day? We'll find out. You know, can I do 75 pull-ups in one day? Well, you've got all day to figure this out. Try it out. You know? And if you have a significant other during this time, man, you're really lucky. You really are. Okay? Because a lot of us are going to bed by ourselves and, you know, and that sucks. It really does. But, you know, just quit, quit your complaining, world. Quit your complaining and, uh, you know, you guys, all of you will be back on that horse soon enough. All right? So... That is it for this week's podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Well, this Friday's, I hope you all have an incredible, fun-filled weekend with your loved ones. And if you are, you know, at home, hey, God bless you. All right? You're just like me. Home alone. All right? So, y'all have a great, great weekend. Take care. Love you guys. Wash your hands. And we'll chat with you next week. Take care.